Coffee Sketch Podcast is our take on the intersection of old tech and new tech, the space between the traditional practice of the hand-drawn sketch that has been performed by architects and designers for centuries, and the modern-day use of the hashtag as a representation of a sentiment or a movement. Each week, we plan to deliver a new pod about our ideas, sketches, and what's going on in our daily lives as we pursue our love of architecture, design, and sharing this knowledge with the next generation. I'm Kurt, and I'm in Flint. And I'm Jamie, and I'm in Austin. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? Good. How are you doing, Kurt? Oh, I'm, I'm all right. You know, it's uh, September, uh, the 5th of September. We're flying right into fall. I, I'm going to say it. I'm just putting it right out there. <laughs> Summer is fading. And uh, we could feel it here in Michigan. It's temperatures cooling off um, quite a bit recently. Getting more rain. Danielle and I are harvesting some of the, getting close to the end of our harvest in the in the backyard garden. So um, it's like you know a pretty obvious sign uh, when you can see the the plants withering, and um, Danielle's choosing to you know plant some fall seeds of, you know, different varieties. So, you, you know, it's really, uh, kind of a, a good so, marker of time. So with the, with the master gardener, what, what are the, um, the, the fall, um, seeds that are going in the ground? Well, she's going to put in some, uh, some lettuce cause the, the weather's cool enough that, you know, lettuce won't go bolting, um, too quickly when it, you know, when it gets hot, it doesn't like to it just starts to go to seed. So the cooler weather, you can plant some lettuce and have some greens in the fall. Um, and I'm sure, you know, later toward November or or maybe October, no, November, we'll be planting garlic that can go over winter. Um, and, you know, since I'm not the master gardener, I think that those are the two main criteria right now <laughs> that I can remember. we got to ask Daniel one day. Hey, you're then, like, uh, I didn't bring my notes for the garden. <laughs> yeah, right. I wasn't prepared for that. The uh um we have so we've planted a few fruit trees and um we lost all our apple blossoms early in the spring. We had a crazy cold windstorm that um you know, we couldn't couldn't re- like protect the trees well enough, but we do have a few peaches. Mm. Um, on our peach tree so that they're getting real close to ripe so that's exciting oh and then our fig our fig we thought died and then we have this um then it shot up a bunch of um you know like it you know fanned out a whole bunch of shoots and so now i don't know if there's a lot of fruit on it but i don't know if it's going to be ripe enough before it gets too cold we if we can hold off the first frost then we can and I can have figs, which I like. Daniel planted that for me. I like figs a lot. So I, I thought I was I thought I was getting fig preserves or something like that in my care package. But um well, uh, I, if if you wanna wait, there's <laughs> <laughs> wait till twenty twenty one for the care That's package. Right. Let's uh, go yeah. for another let's go for another season. It's um, a whole season, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. the only thing, only thing with my garden right now probably is the, the, uh, uh, ever present highlight, um, is my crazy lemon, uh, mm. bush tree 
um, thing. Uh, it's sort of a, an every other year, you know, crazy amount of, um, produce, but, um, yeah, this is going to be one of the crazy years for sure. Oh, cool. so. Yeah. Danielle would love to have citrus, but if we get a greenhouse going, um, which is kind of a plan to attach to the house, then there's a possibility she could grow a tree, a lemon tree or so, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, this, this one's, uh, this one's several years old now, but it, we've had some really, really good years with it. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. Cool. I mean, it's, uh, you know, um, kind of finding all kinds of different lemon recipes. I mean, the thing about lemons though, for recipes is like, you know, I kind of did the crowdsourcing of, of recipes amongst friends and family. And, you know, you don't need a lot of lemon for a recipe (laughs) for it to be good. So the fact that I have lots of lemons, doesn't always, you know, it's just lemonade for days. Um, and that's okay. Is that well? Danielle has preserved lemons. Have you ever tried oh, yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, oh no. I I have I have to freeze them. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I have to. I mean, there's not. Well, there's um, another another way she's done well, yeah, it with you, salt yeah, you, you, and right. oil. I think. Um. Or yeah, it's salt and oil. I think, and it kind of. Yeah, it's really, and then she throws them in the you know when she's cooking, just grabs a few, throws them in. Yeah, yeah, you got to find a way. Make lemonade or save them <laughs> for <Yeah>. future oh, <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lots and lots of lemon juice. So, anyways, but, uh, cool. Enough about the gardens. Um, yeah. So, what's what's yeah. in your what's in your coffee cup this morning? Did I? Um, yeah, I did. I mention Danielle picked up some Turkish coffee for me. You, you did. You did. I did. Yeah, I thought I thought I'd mentioned. So that's what I'm drinking because it's it's actually kind of a I, I'm reading I'm following the instructions. Like I I think I mentioned that last time. So now that I'm following the instructions, it's it's uh, a lot funner, more fun, to, more fun. To drink. Yeah, yeah, fun funner for the. Uh, um, it's a casual Saturday, um, but <clears throat> that's right. I, I would say that um, in in the spirit of your weather report. Um, and what I talked about last time <clears throat> with my desire for it to be autumn and fall, um, I, I did also, um, aside from the maple pecan blend, which I thought was, you know, it's, you know not too bad. Um, I actually went there. I actually went ahead and got a pumpkin spice coffee blend. And um, I never, I never, ever thought that I would do that um you know given the uh um and 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 this early i mean it's september i had to wait till september i i i i it, i don't know why it was on the you know availability um in august but it was available and so i ordered right. you know ordered one um and was like well i'm not going to touch that at least till you know it's almost fall um but <laughs> Since today, you know, the temperature dropped ever so slightly here in Austin, um, decided that I would try it out. And, and uh, so far, so good. I think it's, uh, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, this one is, is certainly better with a little bit of cream, um, I think, to, to give it a little bit fuller, fuller flavor. But um, it's uh, and that's that's pretty rare for me. You know, my, my coffee is always my coffee is always black. But um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. This is the so first this, time ever? What, to put cream in coffee? No. No, no. 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 Uh, <laughs> pumpkin spiced. Pumpkin um, spiced something. I, I mean, I've, I've had it, you know, at a coffee house before. Okay. Um, okay. But I've never purchased it for home consumption. Um, so this is the first time it's been in the house and uh, where I can, you know, kind of have it at will. And um, I'm, I, I think, uh, you know, I think it gets added to the fall rotation. So um, it's kind of nice for a, a, a different Saturday morning. So what would, what would Agent Cooper say about about uh, um, pumpkin spice? I, I, I don't I don't think I'm, I think uh, I think I'm going to be disowned. Um, you know, by some of my, uh, Twin Peaks compadres on that one. So I don't know. Um, definitely not, uh, um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that's it. Owls are not what they seem. Yeah. It's just not, that's not, you know, the fact that you even asked me that question, um, you know, just makes me, makes me, uh, feel very embarrassed at this moment. So, (laughs) Well, that just means uh, the fault lies within my lack of uh, shipping some Flint coffee beans care package soon enough. Not soon enough. So uh, I think it's the cinnamon. I think it's. I think I just I like own. the cinnamon. I think I like the cinnamon yeah. in it. You know, and then I and I forgot. You know that you know cinnamon toast or you know you know just you know cooking with some different spices. I think I uh, you know. Who knows what else comes out of this weekend? That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, th- this Turkish stuff has uh, um, cardamom in it, which is kind of in that same kind of in the same vein, I guess. You know, as far as a spiced coffee. All right, all right, all right. So let's talk about this uh, this sketch. Because I think it, it ties into this whole fall thing. I think that's that's uh, you know I, I was um, I was trying to get you to attend this um, seminar, but I think because of your new teaching gig, um, you know schedules didn't quite work out. But um, I was able to uh, you know attend the Architects Foundation. Um, I think it's probably their first virtual um, Zoom Life seminar. Um, and you know, I, 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 the topic really kind of intrigued me and, and the cover image and the fact that I don't know as much about this architect as I probably should. Um, mm-hmm. and it's also a place that, you know, there are locations I still have in this country that, you know, have some architectural gems that I want to go see. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, um, an interesting one. You know, the title of the presentation was the unbuilt Crosby auditorium, um, and was a panel discussion with Hans Hermann, uh, AIA, and uh, Robert Ivey, FAIA, um, and then moderated by uh, George Smart, who um, expressly told us all he is not an architect, but an architectural fan and ally, um, as he you know, mm. clearly shows by his uh, usmodernist.org. Um, anyhow, um, he's a design fan. Um, he had sort of some interesting kind of ways to um, segue some of the discussion, but I think that, um, you know, what Hans and, and Robert brought to it were, were really pretty interesting. So, um, we got a couple sketches. Um, but I know that a reason why I mentioned this seminar to you was that I know that, uh, uh, Faye Jones is one of your favorites. Yeah. Thanks. And 
you know, it's one of those things, at least this time, the I didn't miss the uh miss the the better webinar for the one about toilets. Uh, uh, in this yes, case, I just yeah. missed it. <laughs> just just because of a schedule issue rather than like picking a, the wrong one. Yeah. A choice, a choice, uh, uh, a lapse in judgment. <laughs> oh man, I'm never going to forget that. And, and, you know, I've been very cautious of when um, you get these emails now and I'm sure you're getting them where they're, um, where, sorry, I, uh, I'll have to, I have to clip that. I got a phone call and it distracted me. So you get the emails where you have, uh, you know, all these webinars, continuing education units to go to. And now I'm looking at all of them going, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to commit now to this, this, the bar is way up now. Right. So, uh, so anyway, so. Well, yeah. hold on. Be- before you leave that along those lines, I think it's going to be very interesting. I mean, both of us have been very, very involved in our, um, you know, professional careers, I guess, you know, at, at multiple levels of the AIA. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been on convention committees. I think you have as well. I know that you've, you know, you've done things even with the national convention, um, uh, from a, a very kind of active volunteer standpoint in multiple cities. I, I've done some as well through the young architects forum, um, in, I guess, Chicago and Atlanta conventions, which were super fun. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think what it, I, I appreciate you saying sort of everybody has to raise their, you know, raise the bar and kind of, you know, bring their A game to these, um, you know, virtual content, you know, is I think the content is still the king, you know, for these, these sessions. And, um, and I think that, you know, we do have some choices. Um, and I think that people are being really, really conscious of that. Um, you know, in, internally, uh, you know, my team is looking at, um, several different conferences and seminars coming up this fall um, and trying to sort of divide and conquer um, and, and figure out ways to you know, attend as much as we can. But at the same time, if there's, um, you know, one that we all need to attend, you know, certainly we're, we're considering it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you last year, you came down to the Texas Society of Architects convention um, and um, and participated as a speaker, um, you know, in an event, in an event that I was, curating. So I, I think, uh, you know, both of us have, uh, certainly pretty strong opinions about what content is, is being created. Um, you know, a couple years ago, I was doing the, uh, center for civic leadership at the AI national and, and, um, you know, helping curate content with, you know, our mm-hmm. great, great team of volunteers on that. Um, and, and all that was, you know, had a digital component to it. And so I know it's not easy, um, and that was, you know, that's a few years ago now, but, um, mm. I, I, I don't necessarily, um, um, uh, envy the people who are having to put these things together. Um, but at the same time, I think it's, uh, it's the world in which we live. I mean, and, um, and, you know, even in our own practices, I mean, the, the, you know, educational component that's oftentimes a part of the work when we work with our clients and consultants, um, those discussions, um, in the zoom life are, you know, are still pretty poignant and pretty, pretty important. Um, and you know, content still King <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. And, 
it's funny how um I had all it's even while we're all work from home or you know for for you and me still um yes I know some people are going back but basically I thought you know with the advantage of having this video or pre-recorded stuff some you know some of these webinars give you access you know for a period of time afterward and I thought oh that would be beneficial if I miss it you know on the live and but I found that I'm not finding a time to catch up on the recordings and and go back to some of these things so it's an interesting like you would like I don't know how to describe it but you know you would feel like that we're not that busy working from home or some people may think that but then finding the time to then do that continuing education, you know, with quality content with the, it's almost like there's too much stuff out there and then finding time to curate back to, a, a, it's, it's just a really interesting time. Uh, well, I to, mean, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've always sort of self-described myself as a, um, um, as an information junkie, you know, architecture, um, culture, history, politics um you know it's it's all stuff that i've always really really enjoyed um but even in this moment where you're consuming so much and there's there's so much more that people are creating because their schedules are different um i i agree it's you know i don't think that we're um any less busy um but i think that what that that busyness looks like is very very different in terms of amount of time behind a screen or, um, you know, other things that are going on in your life and, and then just impacts of, of, you know, just changes in, you know, in your community. Um, I, th- I think all of those things, you know, really, you know, really have an effect on, um, you know, and just sort of the way that we're consuming or, or having to disconnect a little bit from information as well. Um, and so, yeah, I think the continuing ed is something that's, um, it's funny that you said it that way. Cause I, I was, I was having that debate with somebody, um, of, well, there's an option to, you know, pay a little bit more for this one, um, uh, conference and you can go back and, and look at sessions. Mm-hmm. And so there, you know, um, people had some really interesting opinions about it. And, and I, I, you know, I'm not even sure how I feel about it. Um, cause I haven't, um, necessarily gone back when I've, when I've scheduled them, I've, I've tried to block the time. And I think that that's mm-hmm. because I'm trying mm-hmm. to, you know, be real purposeful with my time. Um, you know, that's not to say that there isn't an advantage to being able to go back and, and, and sort of double dip and, and um, you know, yeah. you know, take advantage of something and not miss it. Um, you know, and being able yeah. to go back and see it, but uh, you know, I, I don't know if I want to DVR all my CEUs, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that I want to get into that, that frame of mind. Uh, it just seems a little bit, uh, um, I don't know. That's, that's a pandemic part of the world that I don't really want to see my professional career turn. So <laughs> DVR CEU. Yeah, I'm going to just DVR I know, well, I'll, I'll okay, mark, you. Mark, the, mark the tape and hashtag that or whatever we have to do. Cause that was, <laughs> I don't know that's where good. that, I don't know where that came from, but you know, well, I think you if, invented it. it. I finally, I finally captured, you know, what's been, what I've been struggling with, you know, is, 
when I've been looking at some of these, um, you know, convention offerings, you know, for, for different groups and, uh, cause, cause you also, it's, it's funny. I don't know if, if you've been to any of these where they have, um, I did one with the national park service, um, you know, for technical reviewers and they, they, they spread it out over a couple of days, which was good. Uh, and, and, and had a pretty cohesive schedule of, of what they were going to be delivering in terms of content. But it was, you know, it was people from all over the country, you know, in, in uh, sort of state preservation offices. And uh, it was good. I mean, it, but there was the content was both live and taped. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just some of it, it's uh, I don't know if I, I'm not sure I really like watching people on tape. I mean, for a continuing ed seminar, I just I I don't think I. Um, I have a, I find it difficult to engage it. Um, you know, it, I think it's because of the way that I like to be an active listener. Um, just to, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, from an education model, just, I mean, and I know everybody kind of digests things differently, but I'm just, I've been thinking about how I learn things. And, um, and I think that that's, um, um, something I just, I, I hadn't thought about in a long time and, and it just sort of have been thinking about more lately. Yeah. Well, that's interesting too. Cause <clears throat> so the class I'm teaching is at uh, Lawrence technological university and it's all online. I'm actually teaching it to two, two groups, one undergraduate class and one graduate class. It's all about it's like the fundamental uh, course on HVAC and water systems that we all all have to go through. Um, and so, and if you remember the Meeb book, Me- Mechanical and Electrical Equipment in Buildings, the, the real thick door stopper. Um, so you had to get so, it away from the door? What do you, what'd you put in its place? Just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> so, uh, um, the, the, there's a difference. So I'm doing it all online and the graduate section, there's only four students and the undergraduate there's 42 and, and I'm doing it with a mixture of face to face zooms, like live zooms, what we call, or what is being called synchronous and then pre-recorded lecture content which is the asynchronous section. So that, you know, I upload, I try and get that done ahead of time. And actually this podcast has given me lots of experience on uh, kind of recording things and in, in, in one take. <laughs> we we actually do try and pull these things off in one take. So it helps me uh, run through the pre-recorded lecture stuff as fairly quickly. And, and then I upload that. And so I, you know, give the students a chance to watch that stuff, read the book. Then we do some live kind of Q and a reading review and, um, you know, question and answer if there are other things, you know, pertinent to their studio projects. But yes, it's interesting. It's a kind of a mixture of both, but you, you know, you're, you mentioned that you're not really, you wouldn't be super keen on like pre-recorded stuff, but, um, well, I I think, I think it depends on how it's delivered. And sort of what that content is, and um, and I th- I think that there's it's sort of that higher level quality. What you're describing is it's very thoughtful, at least in in describing it of 
um, how you're trying to either engage the students or deliver information. And I think that that's, you know, I think if, if that is at the, is at the heart, that to me is at the heart of the discussion. You know, it's, um, if, if I don't think that all speakers kind of consider that, um, yeah. and, and, um, and I think that that's, uh, you know, if, you know, otherwise we just all read books. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, just, yeah. um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting, but I think people, there's still a, lar- a large group of people that want the information to be told to them, you know, and that's a whole conversation for another day as far as like psychology and, um, uh, curiosity to learn subject matter. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, otherwise, so, yeah, just read read the book. Yeah, so along those lines about the curiosity, since we went down, you know, some strange rabbit hole of, mm-hmm. of talking about seminars and, and how to deliver content in the Zoom life, okay. um, uh, I, I think it's, uh, you know, this presentation was done by the Architects Foundation. And so the Architects Foundation is um, uh, the stewards, uh, effectively, of um, the Octagon, which is where AI National Headquarters um, is, um, and the octagon is, um, or was, I should say, uh, one of the alternative white houses. Um, so Madison, um, signed, uh, the treaty of Ghent, uh, and ended the war of 1812, um, from the octagon. And so, uh, it's now being, um, taken care of, um, by the architects foundation. And so a lot of, their work is uh, in the stewardship of that building, but also trying to activate it as a as a space for people, um, kind of a a living history museum, but also sort of uh, you know connecting with architecture, culture, history, um, especially at built history. Um, not so much like the National Building Museum because uh, it's very very small in comparison, obviously. But um, it's a, it's a really interesting building. I, I've, I've attended a couple events there, and and I, I know mm-hmm. I know you I know you've been there as well, but. Um, I like it. I think it's a it's a it's a neat little treasure, and it's one that for as an AIA uh, member, um, I think that you know if 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 you haven't had the opportunity uh, when you're in DC, um, you know definitely uh, go by and visit it because uh, I think it's it's certainly a treasure, uh, and really anybody. I mean, the the, the public are welcome, um, you know, to to visit it as well. Um, I, I, it's just a neat. It's got a neat history. It's a neat neat location. Um, and in that was when you know when Washington burned and and the White House burned, uh, Madison took up residence at the Octagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it is a cool space. Um, and and we, we mentioned it before, especially when we had the um, the, the Cristo episode, uh, the sort of Cristo <clears throat> wrap the op- Octagon concept, um, and you reminded me of that. The temporary status as the White House um, yeah. back then. And, well, I mean, and so, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, and, and that was the thing that sort of made me think about it again here was that, you know, part of the way that these architectural stewards are talking about this building is one where they want to activate it as a space. And, um, you know, the the impulse, you know, that I had was to wrap it like Christo um, um, with, uh, you know, in uh, in solidarity and to amplify the message of Black Lives Matter um, at the time, 
Um, and this, right. you know, stretches back to, um, the end of May, you know, beginning of June. Um, but, uh, the, you know, this particular presentation is, is one where they're kind of activating the space with a, an exhibit apparently that's in the building that no one can go see, um, at the time cause it's closed, but they had the, um, architect sort of responsible for, um, creating the exhibit, um, on the zoom. Um, and that's, uh, Hans Herman. Uh, he's a associate professor at Mississippi state. And, um, it was, it was a really, really interesting presentation. Um, so, and, and, and I did sketches in situ for, for those who kind of wonder if, um, you know, how and when I do these sketches or why, um, this was one where I'm listening to these gentlemen, you know, speak about uh, a subject I was, you know, curious about because um, I don't have as much knowledge about Faye Jones's work. I've never mm-hmm. been to um, Thorn Crown Chapel, which I, you know, is, is on the mm-hmm. list. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, I always kind of admired it, so I wanted to take the opportunity to to learn a little bit more. And, and this particular project seemed really interesting because it it delved into that concept you and I've talked about where it's the uh, paper architecture. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, so, you know, here I'll th- rattle off the facts that we know <laughs> to get our history in. But, um, so E. Faye Jones, um, passed in 2004. Uh, so, you know, he was around until, well, it's getting a little bit about 15, 16 years ago. That se- doesn't seem like that long ago, but it, it's getting there, but uh, was an apprentice of Frank Lloyd Wright's. So one, and, and as according to our history piece right here that we, that we are, that I'm reading to you, uh, he was the only one of Wright's disciples to win the AIE gold medal. He did so in 1990, uh, which is AIE's highest uh, arc, uh, what do you call award bestowed to uh, kind of a, a life, uh, lifetime career or uh, sort of recognition of, um, you know, a, a legacy uh, in to an arc. Is that fair enough? To, uh, yeah, no, I think, I think that's great. Yeah. And, and um, so Thorn Crown is one of his most well-known uh, buildings or, yeah, how do I say most well-known? It was, it's probably one of his, probably the most known building of his um, Thorn Crown Chapel. Uh, interestingly enough here, it was added to the National Register of Historic Places in the year 2000. And that's only 20 years after it was built. Can you imagine that? The, the <laughs> That's kind of like the fast track to historical. Yeah, that's like, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, no, this one, this one, we're, we just want to make sure that nothing happens to it. You know, like an in, instant classic, <laughs> right? Which is is pretty cool, and and I think all architecture uh, listeners or those who had architecture history, or you know, definitely architecture school, you know, are familiar with the the iconic shot or photograph of Thorn Crown because it's this very lightweight wood structure with a lot of um, repeating truss pieces and and roof um framing and 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 so we'll we'll get into that in a second here as my dogs are wailing away um <clears throat> hey woody okay <laughs> i have to cut that out now too um sorry and it also received ai's 25 year award 
So, you know, when you think you add the years together, right? So if it's 20 years after it was built and then it doesn't say when he, it won the 25 year award, but say it was right at historical registration. So then it would be 45 years after it's construction. It just approximate like ballparking. That's still five years less than like what a typical building on the historical register becomes. <laughs> Usually it's like a 50 year old, uh, age or a time time limit or time has passed so anyway i mean giving you know aia giving its 25 year award and then it's it's national registration i think it's so those are some interesting facts and and then going into the exhibit is you know the the paper architecture portion is that the um crosby arboretum space is was a complex as and then another thing is that it was I think the article that you sent me, it was uh, the only known Jones design of a complex of buildings, right? So he designed not only, um, well, uh, Pinecote Pavilion, which I believe that was constructed, but then none of the other buildings were, or none of it was constructed because I'm actually kind of, uh, maybe I'm misreading the, uh, and you were in the presentation, so you might be able to, fix fix my my mistakes but so that's all of these buildings are kind of in the same architectural language um that that faye jones was known for this sort of skeletal exposed structure um big big gable roofs um obviously they're they're all of these are kind of pavilion buildings uh for a outdoor arboretum um function well i guess there's some enclosed spaces too but um they kind of have this pavilion like feel even if it's an enclosed structure this sort of open and airy and you know lightweight wood structure um and your sketch so your your sketches though are actually of not of thorn crown but of um this crosby arboretum space i imagine right they kind of reminisce unless you sketched yeah no no so so yeah one one of them is uh so there's two sketches um and one is is um the crosby um site and one of the unbuilt structures um and then um the other is um, uh, a smaller pavilion space um that i'm not familiar with and i did not catch the name but uh one of the speaker the other speaker was robert ivy um, who is um, the CEO of uh, AI National, uh, Executive Vice President? And um, as I was telling you, you know, before, uh, you know, has done a lot of. Um, I mean, you know, prior to this, he was uh, a pretty accomplished architectural writer and editor for Architecture Record Magazine, and mm-hmm. um, and and wrote. Um, you know, not, I don't know if you'd call it the de- definitive work, but um, certainly a, a pretty seminal work on Ife Jones uh, and his architecture. And, um, you know, from what I understand, you know, Ivy was, uh, Robert was able to, you know, interview Jones and, um, you know, sort of got, you know, got to, you know, talk with him a little bit about his career and, um, and has some really interesting, and had some interesting anecdotes, um, especially about his relationship with Wright and, and how he even met Wright to begin with um, that he shared during the presentation, which, you know, it's those those interactions that, you know, seem a little bit um, spur of the moment, um, 
that I really, really appreciate about some of these presentations that I've been able to see really humanizes a lot of the people that you're talking to um, or listening to, I should say, um, or, you know, or that you're curious about in, in, in Jones's case. So, um, yeah, while Robert was talking and sort of introducing some of that story, um, there was this image of this small little chapel pavilion space on the screen. And um, so I, I quickly drew that one. Um, and, and these are ones that I actually, you know, went so far as to um, you know, note how long it took me um, you know, out of a suggestion that somebody had, had given me offline um, to, you know, start noting, you know, how, how quick some of these sketches were. So the, the, the first one is actually a five minute sketch. Um, and that's sort of when Robert was sort of introducing a little bit of the history uh, and trajectory of, of Jones's career. Um, and so that was super fun because, you know, I, I hadn't drawn that fast in a while. Um, and, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and what it did was it started to get me thinking about kind of, you know, you know, rendering an image and rendering the space, um, you know, capturing a moment, um, you know, as if you're traveling, because this is, you know, it's something that uh, we talked about with John, um, and, um, and that was, you know, something that, you know, I, I miss about not being able to travel to, you know, architecture sites. Um, but yeah, the second, the second sketch though, um, was about the, um, the Crosby, uh, project specifically. Um, and it was a little bit longer sketch and they had some, some really, you know, wonderful photography, uh, or at least images on the screen of some of these unbuilt and, um, uh, rendered images and models and, and the exhibit itself. And so I was able to really work a, a little bit longer sketch while I was listening um, you know, to the images on the screen. Well, it's, you know, the five and the, the five minute sketch doesn't, does not appear. If you didn't say it was five minutes, it wouldn't, I wouldn't even be able to tell that it was done that quickly. I mean, in that you really captured the, of all the sketches we've talked about of yours, you know, over the past year and, 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 a, and a half, really, um, it has all the, all the oomph <laughs> as a technical term, all the oomph and, and aesthetic that, that any of your 10, 10 or 20, and, you know, we're, there's still small increments of time. It's kind of, it's kind of funny to, um, kind of say that a 20, 15 minute sketch even is a long sketch, but in, in the context of a coffee sketch for you, you know, 10, 10 minutes is probably the, the average 15 is if you're, you're, if you're really trying to, you know, add really, a little extra, yeah, add a little bit extra. Exactly. Right. And then, uh, uh, you know, so when your increment, when your max increment is like, say 15, Five minutes is, you know, much is very fast. One third of that time. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's really cool, and you capture the the symmetry that I think is one of the key features of Faye's Faye Jones' um, style is the the sort of delicate structures, but they're delicate appearing, I suppose, because they're very small pieces of wood that are, you know used in so much repetition that it creates the, the, the structural frame of the building, but then all those smaller pieces create so much rhythm and pattern that the, um, 
you know, there's a symmetry symmetry that he's sort of emphasizing in, in all of his buildings. Well, and, and it was it was interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, it's you're right. I think that the the geometry of of his work is um, what you know strikes people, and I think that the symmetry and the composition. Um, but it was I, I learned a new term um, during or um, during the presentation, and it was something that um, that Robert said about um, Faye's work. And it's sort of related to this idea of the joinery and the wood that, you know, and the detailing that you're talking about, the operative opposite. Have you ever heard that term before? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, and it was interesting the way, and, I, and I, I apologize if I don't get it kind of, you know, as succinct as, as he said it, but it, it struck me because I'd never, ever heard that phrasing before. And he, you know, he was, he was holding on the image on the screen where, you know, it was talking, you know, talking about some joinery um, of these um, metal connections that are allowing some of these, um, you know, basically like a tension ring for these wood elements to mm -hmm. intersect um, and sort of hold the whole composition together. And so that it's, um, quite literally acting in opposition um, to what uh, one would normally structurally diagram. And so, um, you know, the operative opposite, you know, is, and, and the, and he was sort of highlighting that the beauty of it is in that um, literal connection that um, that's what we focus on. You know, when we think of thorn crown is sort of that, that intersection of those, those elements. Um, and it's present in, in a lot of other, designs by Jones, but I think it's, um, it's, you know, drilling down to that materiality of, of how one, one material meets another, um, and then gets expressed as a bigger composition, you know, so it's, you know, it's the adage, you know, you probably only have one or two really good design moves, um, on, on a project, but that mm -hmm. the rep, but that the repetition of those elements or, the consistency of the way that those things are detailed or expressed really, you know, starts to talk about the beauty, um, you know, in the architecture. Um, and in this case, you know, it's paper architecture. Um, but there's a, there's a, um, I sent you the link and you had sort of the same reaction I had. Um, there's a, a virtual version of, mm -hmm. uh, of these structures, um, which I, um, uh, you know, I think is, is pretty, pretty remarkable as well. Uh, so it's, for me, it's, it's, you know, the sketch is trying to get at the spirit of, of a place that I haven't been to. And in these cases where it's a place I can't even go to, um, <laughs> it, it's really kind of interesting. And then watching all this in the zoom life, it's a real kind of meta moment, I guess. But, um, you know, the, the, the VR apparently is also part of the exhibition that's, um, that's oh, at the, that's okay. at the octagon. Um, and so in, uh, Hans Hermann's, uh, presentation of this, he, you know, he sort of talked about working with his students in studying, um, this site and, you know, and the one structure that was, was created, um, but the master plan that included several other buildings. Um, so you were right there, there was, there was one structure created, but there are several others, um, 
you know, some of which were, are very, very large and expansive um, that, that people can experience. And so it's a, um, I don't know how big the site is, um, but it, it's you know, clearly a multi-acre kind of, um, um, you know, interesting kind of native uh, landscape that they're um, slowly starting to reconstruct. And I believe uh, Herman's students have um, um, been working out there um, in, in, a, in sort of a, uh, full-scale um, design build, but at the same time in incorporating research. And I think Jones's work kind of folding into that was was especially interesting to me. Yeah, and he, has the, a, he has a landscape background too. He's like a, got a landscape architecture uh, background. So I think that's where some of that kind of came into play. Yeah. Well, the opposite, that's very interesting. I, I'm going to look it up more as far as the structural design concepts and maybe I can try and this would be one that I would totally want to pursue a, a rewatch or for me, it would be the catch it later in the DVR CEU. Yes. <laughs> but the, uh, just cause I've always been very intrigued by Faye Jones, the, the, the use of material and it, it doesn't surprise me of his, um, what's the word uh, family tree of uh, architecture coming from um, Franklin Wright, but, but each uh, sort of disciple as they, they tend to use, um, you know, Franklin Wright in this, this sort of, uh, I don't even know what's that's It's beyond like educator, but this sort of guru or mentor. Um, You're allowed to use the word Yoda if you need to. Yoda. <laughs> and, and so, uh, but they've all kind of taken their own, a, uh, angle or they sort of grasp onto certain aspects of what they learned from right, but then also their own creative creativity and architecture. Cause I think, you know, regardless of who your, your, your Yoda was or is, you still have your own voice as an architect and designer and, and, you know, putting the, the, the forms and materials together. But anyway, what, what I mean to say is, um, you know, even nowadays, uh, it, I, I would imagine if, if you did try and build these things, I mean, they still would be a extremely beautiful structure built now, even if, you know, they were designed so, so many years ago. And I, I wished, um, more buildings had that kind of aesthetic to it, I, su I suppose. Um, well, is it, anyway. the is it the aesthetic or is it just the attention to the detail that you're, that you're, because yeah. I think that that's, because I think that that's the thing in Jones's work that at least has always drawn me to it is that, you know, it's, yeah. um, it's not that the details are simple. It's just that the details are actually pretty complex. It's that, that they're executed, you know, one or two or three times, and then they're, they're the repetition of them, um, and and then the overall execution of it as a form, um, and the consistency of that, I think, is really what's um, has always been the appeal in my mind. You know, not having visited any of his projects, uh, it's I and I had a you know history and theory professor who wrote you know, kind of extensively on, on several architects. Um, 
And, you know, one of the things that he would say is that I'm not going to review a building uh, until I've actually been there. I might have a, you know, some initial reaction to things that I see in a magazine or a photograph, um, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pass judgment um, and, and really kind of delve into it until I can actually experience the space. And mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said for that. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I, you, when you said aesthetic, it's, I, I'm, I'm wondering if there's, there's something else in there that I'm missing that, that you're thinking of. Um, no, I think you're right. I think at first you're right. You're more right in the sense of the uh, um, attention to detail. And I think, and my, so my point to that, and, and I think where I was really trying to go with it is the, um, the, the difference between like a generalist and a specialist. And, and I'm not trying to call Faye Jones a specialist, but I think it's that analogy of, are you cutting a mile wide and an inch deep, or you're cutting a mile deep and an inch wide. And with this, and I say stylistic or aesthetic, um, when I really mean, uh, I think it's, it's more the technical, that detailing aspect right. of understanding the nature of the material in a inch wide mile deep, uh, mindset that, is evident in these, these designs, even the unbuilt designs, right? The fun part is this exhibit is full of these, uh, balsa wood or, or basswood models of, of the building. So, cause they're all designed as a wood structure and, and so, or primarily wood frame timber structure. And so the wood models are very, you know, a scaled down representation of the real thing. And you could see they, they sort of peeled back some of the materials or, you know, some of the structure is meant to be exposed. And, um, you know, the, it's also then the connection to the ground too. It's not just about the building. And that's where you said like his landscape background comes into play is this, this sort of relationship to the ground plane comes in into it as well so uh, I, i've been thinking for myself lately like trying to uh focus my own work if i you know when the opportunity exists to be more of that inch wide mile deep uh experience than than trying to be the catch-all or you know sort of sure you know say yes to it yes to everything right I'd be a little more curated and um specific yeah no i think i think it's hard it's, it's not it, easy it, it, <laughs> it, it, it isn't it isn't easy and i think that it's it's a um i like to hear you describe it that way because i think that that's a um i think that's that's something that um a lot of people can resonate with you know that sort of idea um and you know, because it's, you know, some of the stuff is you have to, you, you don't know what you don't know, um, you know, for, for so long. And then as you, and then as you get exposed to a variety of different things and influences, um, you know, something's going to spark. And I think that that's the, you know, that's the uniqueness of, you know, our discipline is that um, those op- opportunities do present themselves. And, and then it's sort of what, decision do you make when they do and and then how far do you take it 
Um, and, and then, you know, how do you bring your own scale skills or experiences to bear on it? Um, and I think that that's, and then how do you share it, you know, and then, you know, how do you, how do you share it and how do you let others influence, um, the trajectory that you put yourself on? Um, you know, I think that that's the whole thing is that, you know, it, it's not architecture in a vacuum, um, or art in a vacuum. I think that there's, there's always going to be outside influences on it. Um, but in, in Jones's work, I think it's, it's a lot of what you say. It's, it's, uh, you know, that, you know, inch wide mile deep, um, that's very, very appealing. Um, but it, what's always interesting to hear architects talk about it that way and, and the admiration for his work is, um, you know, what do you do with it? You know, what, what do you, meaning, you know, the, not the collective you, but the individual you, you know, what do you do with it? You know, is it, is it just, you admire it and you say, okay, that's really beautiful. Um, and I'm glad that I experienced it or, you know, do you react to it? You know, do you learn from it? Does it change the way that you perceive your own process or work? And what I'm hearing from you is it sounds like it does. And I think that that's really kind of interesting because it doesn't mean that your work's going to look like Faye Jones, um, mm -hmm. which, you, which you know, but it's, you know, that, that mindset or that influence, um, you know, is clearly going to have some effect on the way that you, um, you know, you deliver your talent. Um, and that's, I think that's pretty neat to see, you know, in, in whoever it is. Yeah. Thanks. The, it, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping in the next, I mean, that's something that's been on my mind since the pandemic, right. And being in this work from home model and having a little bit of say solitude, but in a good way where I can think, um, while getting work done, but also kind of think about what trajectory and I've always been, I mean, since the beginning of it, I've been trying to think of this, it's, you know, not, not necessarily the new normal, which people are using the term for, but I think more of like the better, like, what are we going to, what, you know, trying to come out of this situation with something improved. And if it's, you know, learning some software or, um, you know, losing some weight, you know, whatever it may be, but, you know, find a way to like, take advantage of the time, you know, and, and the different way to use time. And, and so that's one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately and, and trying to reconnect with some of these early influences. So I, I'm glad when you brought up the Faye Jones uh, thing too, you know, to today that we could talk about. And the, the funny thing about the, you know, because of this pandemic with their virtual tour, they created this sort of, video game like world that you can navigate through um the were different you, pavilions of were the you thinking that were you gonna think it was like 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 a doom simulation or something like that like and <laughs> it does kind of look like that yeah and but the then then the the architect in me kicks in and i want to zoom out and i want to go above the buildings right right like you're in, you know, it's, it, I think it's good for most people where they're, you know, you walk from path to path and pavilion building to building, 
But then I want to come, you know, they have photographs of like the models, the site model. So you could see the, the zoom out, but I kind of want to go from the, the virtual V like sort of VR space and then zoom out to the aerial view and back and forth, you know, just to see the, you know, the, the context, but. And that's, that kind and that's, for, and that's for all the people in the audience, like who have, you know, they're the significant other of or travel partner of an architect in their life um, is that that's exactly the way most of us are. It's like, sure, let's go see that. And then then we get there and then we're walking all in these strange or away from (laughs) away from the buildings to get a better view and get it in context and they're like where are you going you know well, like what's the funniest uh, yeah that's what the are you doing like is always the walking away <laughs> yeah like you like you approach you see it and then you walk away and you're like no no we have to approach it from this way and you know it's like oh man i haven't thought of that in 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 the same way um i mean how yeah, dumb my- i mean how dumb and antisocial can we be i mean you know we're i mean well, we don't take pictures with people in them. We take oh, yeah, pictures. Like, no, 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 no. Don't pose for me. Don't, don't get in. Don't get in my. Okay, I'll take one with you in it. You know. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's good. That's a All good right. reminder for um for uh <clears throat> for for next time we get a chance to travel. I suppose, right? It's, right. Is that? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, on that note, I, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, we get to, you know, go back to, you know, our, you know, convention talk for, you know, AIA 21, um, um, and, and maybe reconvene in Philadelphia, um, you know, or, or somewhere like that. Um, so it's, uh, but yeah, we all, we all need a good laugh about how silly architects can be when we do, when we do travel. So, um, <laughs> thank you for listening. We both hope that you enjoyed this episode of coffee sketch podcast. Our theme music is provided by my brother who goes by at cold fashion on Instagram and Twitter. Our podcast is hosted at coffeesketch.buzzsprout.com. Find more show notes and information from this episode. And finally, if you like what you heard, please rate us on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you.